Lacrosse Talk on WIZM. I'm Mike Hayes. I get to talk a little about election integrity and efforts to allow to allow uh, uh, individuals who are not legal citizens of the United States to vote. How does that fit into the conversation about election integrity from a Tea Party Patriots Action Committee? Bill Pasco, our guest. Hey, Bill, good morning. Thanks for talking with me. Always a pleasure, Mike. How are you this morning? I, I am well. Is it is it true that the non-citizens across this country may be allowed to vote come November? Well, they're, they're already voting in local elections in places like San Francisco. The, uh, the New York State Supreme Court just struck down yesterday, a, uh, I'm sorry, two days ago on Tuesday, the New York State Supreme Court just struck down a new New York City law that would have allowed 800,000 non-citizens, that is, we're talking migrants, uh, to, to vote in New York City elections. They're voting, non-citizens are voting in certain parts of Maryland. Now, but here's the bigger problem. Here's what we're really worried about. Because we've never seen a surge before like we've got at the southern border. According to the Biden administration's own figures, according to the Border Patrol, uh, which they, they update every month, we've had more than 7 million known illegal immigrants come into the United States. We don't know how many gotaways there are, and, and what we don't know is how many unknown gotaways. We know how many known gotaways. There's about another 1.8 million that we see on the surveillance cameras, but we can't apprehend. They're moving in the middle of the night across parts of the border that the Border Patrol can't get to. So we can track them. We can see them coming across the border, but we can't get to them. Those are the known gotaways. Goodness knows how many unknown gotaways there have been. So let's just let's just work with 7 million, though. That's how many people we've encountered. That is, we've stopped them, we've detained them briefly, and then we've let them come into the country. We know there are at least 7 million. That's a big number. Think about how close the 2020 election was and the 2016 election. The last two elections have been decided by three states. Uh, in, in 2020, Joe Biden took Arizona, Georgia, and Wisconsin by a combined 42,921 votes. In 2016, uh, Donald Trump won Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin by a combined total of 77,244 votes. If you do the math, 7 million illegal immigrants allowed into the country over the last three-plus years, 1% of that is 70,000. So right there, if just 1% of the illegal immigrants who have come across the border in the last three years were allowed to register to vote or registered to vote by mistake because certain groups are going to be out there registering new voters, how, how, much, uh, how much attention are, there going, are they going to pay to asking somebody for proof of citizenship? They go into a shelter now looking for new voters. They're just going to be walking around with clipboards, taking down names and putting down the address of the shelter, and they're going to be registering people. Are they going to be asking for proof of citizenship? I think that's highly unlikely. So it's quite possible, in other words, that for the first time, because of this unprecedented surge of illegal immigrants that we've seen come in over the last three years, for the first time an American presidential election could be decided by non-citizens voting. And that's that's very worrisome. Tea Party Patriots Action recently fielded a poll. We, are, we used John McLaughlin, who is, uh, who is President Trump's pollster. Um, we went into the field from January 25th to January 31. A thousand registered voters surveyed. It's a plus or minus, the margin of error is plus or minus 3.1%. 
we come back with with a couple of very interesting numbers. When asked, do you agree or disagree that proof of United States citizenship should be required to register to vote? We get 86.7 percent agreeing with that statement. That's registering to vote. Then when you ask, agree or disagree, only United States citizens should be allowed to vote in elections, you get 86 percent. Mike, we don't get 86% of survey respondents agreeing that the sun rises in the east. These numbers are extraordinary. The country is united on this question. Non-citizens should not be allowed to register and vote in U.S. elections. And yet, believe it or not, while the Constitution guarantees the right of citizens to vote in several different places, it doesn't say anything about only citizens voting. And so what we need is legislation now to make clear that the will of the people, that only U.S. citizens should be allowed to vote, that that's what actually happens on Election Day. Have you or has anyone done any kind of polling research amongst those 7 million to find out if they, in fact, will vote Democrat? Or are some of those would maybe vote Republican? We haven't done any any surveys. Okay. It's very difficult. It, it, oh, it, sure. And and you know we've and we've talked to pollsters about this. How could we do this? And they say, look, we've we've tried before. And the way you have to do it is, obviously, you don't call them. They're not registered right. with the landline. You have to go uh, see they them. Don't, we, and, and and they haven't they haven't been in the country long enough. Oftentimes, they are actually given cell phones when they come in at the border, so that the U.S. government can supposedly track them. We give them a date to go to an immigration court. That date is often five, six, seven years from now, depending on which part of the border they cross and which jurisdiction they go into. And so oftentimes we actually give them a cell phone, but we can't get access to those cell phone numbers. So that means that the only way you could actually poll these people is to is to do it the old-fashioned way, to send pollsters out on foot with clipboards and send them to places that you know you're going to find uh, that, that you're going to find large numbers of migrants. The problem there is, you know, here's the amazing, here's the amazing thing. When you actually track these folks, it turns out that about 80% of all the illegal immigrants that have crossed the border are ending up in 20 major metro areas. And it's exactly what you would expect. You would expect New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, but also they're going, and this is what's troubling. They're going to places like Atlanta, Charlotte, Phoenix, um, Las Vegas, uh, Milwaukee. Uh, so you're, you're, you're going into major urban areas that happen to be in battleground states. And that's what's, that's what's so concerning. I mean, Arizona, Las Vegas, Atlanta, that's, that's three big battleground states right there where Democrats are going to be, we know, because they do it in every election cycle. And frankly, I will tell you, as as a longtime conservative Republican political operative who sees this go on every two years, I can tell you Democrats are better than Republicans historically at turning out the vote. They, the, the, I think there are on Election Day, there are typically more people, if everybody voted, there are more people who would vote Republican. But Republicans simply don't do as good a job as Democrats do of turning out their vote. Now, part of that is because Democrats have a built-in advantage when it comes to turning out the vote, because Democrats tend to live in urban areas. And if you're sending people out with a truck to go pick up five, six, seven voters and say, let us take you to the polls, guess what? It's a lot easier to do that when you're stopping at an apartment building 
where the front doors are literally 30 feet away from each other than it is if you're going out into, say, you know, Somerset County, New Jersey, where the front doors are 200 yards away from each other. Right. It's, just, it's just easier to move people out of an apartment building than it is out of a rural or exurban area. So Democrats have a built-in advantage, and I think they are better but historically. They've been much better at moving their vote to the polls. And now we've got a situation where 80% of 7 million people are ending up in just 20 major metro areas, several of which happen to be the major metro areas in battleground states. This is a real concern. And what do we – man, I don't have time to, for an answer. Uh, I, I will try and arrange conversation uh, – through your people with you again tomorrow. Maybe we can talk uh, at 745 or 815 tomorrow, and I will follow up uh, this conversation with the question, what do we do about it? What do we, uh, if all of these illegal immigrants are going to go to all of those major cities and vote Democrat, I know there are people listening right now saying, hey, those sanctuary cities deserve what they get. Uh, but the rest of us across the country are going to end up with a Democrat uh, uh, administration that isn't going to give them what they want. We got more to talk about. I just don't have time to do it now. Bill Pasco, you watch because you're going to get a request. You want to talk to Hayes again? I'm going to put that request in just a minute. In the meantime, thank you very much for talking. with. Hi, I'm Ken Cooper, host of the podcast Around River City. I've got an invitation for you to listen in to my conversations with the people that make it so cool to live in and around River City. Subscribe at AroundRiverCity.com or anywhere you get your podcasts.